This is episode 175 of Bella in Your Business. Hi there, I'm Bella Vaster from Jump Consulting. You might know me from CBS, NBC, Fox, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, or maybe you've seen me speak on stage or read my book, The Four Dogs That Every Business Owner Needs. In any case, get ready because you're about to get your hashtag Bella butt kicking in this next episode of Bella in Your Business. So what do you say? Let's get ready and jump. Welcome to Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasta, and today I went over the pond to get an expert for you guys. You're in for a delight because this is something that we talked about maybe once, two years ago, but never again since then and never again with someone in the industry. I want you guys to think for a minute, how amazing would it be to actually have your local news or your newspapers or bloggers talking about your business for free? Like you didn't hire them to do it. They just start reaching out to you because you're so interesting. Well, today's guest, Rachel Spencer, is here just to kind of teach you guys how to do that. She's a journalist and a blogger, and she writes about the pet industry and helps pet businesses create content and promote their work in the media. Rachel, welcome to the show. Hi, Bella. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be speaking to your listeners over in America. Yes, I'm so excited to have you here too. And would you know that we actually have people all around the world, like in the most insane places that I would never suspect I see on my statistics. So while the majority are in the United States, there's like even South Africa. It's quite amazing what podcasts can do. But why don't you give us a quick background of who you are? Why did you get involved in the pet industry? And how did you learn your craft? Okay, so my background is I am a freelance journalist. I've worked in newspapers for 20 years. And what happened was I was working for national newspapers over in England and women's magazines. And then 10 years ago, I got my dog, Daisy. So she came into my life. And before I used to go and cover general topics. So news, I used to go, you know, if there was a big news story, I would go out on that. And then because I had my own dog, I ended up writing more about the pet industry. And then I just, as time went by, like it started off where I say 15% of my work was about pets. And then by, you know, like last year or so, I'd say probably 10% of my work is about the rest of the world and 90% is about the pet industry. Mm -hmm. So Daisy took over my entire world. Um, And then I decided to launch a blog. And then when I did my pet blog, lots of pet brands and pet business owners, like walkers, groomers, trainers, all kinds of backgrounds came to me. And then they would say, you know, can you help us get coverage for our work and our businesses. So I decided to write a book, which is called Publicity Tips for Pet Businesses. And it kind of shares everything that I've learned over the years. And now I do consultancy and writing training for pet businesses. So I help them with like blog content. And if they want to do a press release and they want to approach the media and they need somebody to just help them through that and walk them through it, then I do that as well. So now most of my work is with pet businesses. I still work for newspapers, but mostly writing pet stories. So for example, I've just tried out Dog Parkour, which you guys probably I think it's been going in America for longer than it has here it's only just come here recently so I was doing that yesterday and that's for a newspaper so yeah I'm just the crazy dog lady (laughs) I love how organic your story is that's really neat I share that too in my own life and it's just kind of really neat when what you love to do just keeps evolving into a profession and you can actually make money can you tell us what that blog was? Is, is it still up? Is there a URL yeah. for it? Yes. Yeah, so my blog is called thepawpost.co.uk. And on there, I share kind of stories about inspiring animals and people who are doing amazing things to help animals. And then I write about trends. I write about new products. You know, I try things out like the parkour of like 
pilates for dogs i've done dog reiki things like that so i just it's like kind of my passion project really but i absolutely love it and i get so many petpreneurs contact me via the blog. So oh, sure. I bet your content is very fun to share too, because it's so interesting. It would be a good resource, I think, for a lot of our listeners. You guys, again, that's The Paw Post the, or the Paw post. post? The Paw Post. The Paw Post. So tell us, how can media coverage help a pet business? Okay, so I know um, you touched before that you talked about publicity on your podcast earlier. Um, and I think there's so many pet businesses out there now, like it's quite often, you know, in the small town where I live, there's probably 10 different dog walkers. So say if I say to a friend, I'm trying to find a dog walker and I go to Google, you want your pet business to kind of stand out from all the other pet businesses that might come up on Google. And having media coverage can really help you in that way because it means that when somebody puts your name or your business name into a search engine and you've appeared in, you know, say where, where I live, it's the Newcastle Chronicle, people just see that and they're, they're, they're impressed by it. It builds your credibility and it builds trust in you and your brand. And it sets you above your competition and positions you as more of an expert than you might be if you don't have that. And as you said in the intro, it can be quite easy to get media coverage. It's just kind of working out what journalists want, where to find them and what to give them. And that's what I do really. So I think the key thing is, is to stand out from the competition and, you know, just kind of elevate your, your brand and your business really. I love that. I love that answer so much. And it does make sense because I think that for the general public, when they do see businesses in the media, they instantly just gain so much credibility. And those of us behind the scenes, we understand it was probably a press release or reaching out, but the general public, you know, it does, it elevates it. Something else you just said, Rachel, you said the stories that the journalists like. So jog us some ideas. What kind of stories do journalists like to get from pet businesses? Okay, so one story that I did recently was about a dog groomer. Um, This lady had set up a dog grooming business. And what she was doing was she was going into her local animal shelter. And when the dogs were coming in and they'd been abandoned or mistreated, she was giving them a free groom. And then they were having the photos taken, going on the website and the social media. And then they were finding homes. So it's a lovely, heartwarming story. And what had happened was this lady's obviously set up her grooming business and she thought, okay, what can I do to get some media coverage? I'm doing this one thing. It's really amazing. And it's so much more interesting than sending an email or a press release to a journalist and saying, I've just opened a new grooming salon. Will you write about me? So because she had this lovely story about how she was helping the dogs in the shelter and helping them find homes, the journalist would have been like jumping up and down mega excited, wanting to cover it. So she's got that brilliant, brilliant coverage. But it's also doing something really worthwhile and really kind and really brilliant as well to help dogs. So that's like one example. And then another example that I've just done is with another Dominic, his name is, he's a dog trainer. And he's just gone on this amazing thing called the Tour de Rescue. So it's like the Tour de France, but on a smaller scale. And he's just oh, been going cute, around. Cute, this is, cute, Oh, you'll love this. So he's just been on his bike. He did 200 miles in four days and he went around lots of different rescue centres to raise awareness of the work they're doing to help the animals. So he's a dog trainer and he has a dog adventure business. So he does the walking and training and all the other things. But because he'd done this amazing thing, that got him loads of media coverage. So he had TV, radio, lots of newspaper, website, magazines. So that was fantastic. So it's finding something a little bit extraordinary, and a little bit different that you're doing. And that's the kind of thing that journalists really love. I love that. Those are such clear examples. Like I can really picture, you know, a dog being groomed like that before and after and, and that dog trainer doing the torture rescue. I mean, that's just so cool. But, you know, I know a lot of our listeners and I think one of the biggest things about being a business owner is that our brains are just like so overwhelmed that we're just not creative. So Mm -hmm. 
Rachel, that sounds great for them, but how do I figure out what story I should be telling about my business? How do I figure out like what makes me unique? Because I think oftentimes business owners feel like everyone knows what I do. It's, It's not really that big of a deal. It's not until you actually get out of your element or out of your own head that you realize you have all these stories. So do you have any suggestions on how our listeners might be able to think about the stories that they could share? Okay. Well, so one of the things that we do over here is like people talk about the origin story. So where their business came from and their, their kind of why, um, you know, like Simon Sinek talks about, you know, what's the really compelling reason that makes you do what you do. So quite often that can be your story. And also, I don't know how it is with the guys you coach, Bella, but the people I work with, a lot of them have come to the pet industry kind of later on in life. So they may have yes. had a different career. Yes. Um, I'm working with a lady who used to be a lawyer. Um, and I work with another lady who used to be a fashion designer. So that in itself is really interesting because they've gone from being a lawyer to being a dog trainer, right. or a designer to a dog trainer. So, and it's weird because when I speak to these ladies, Harriet and Suzanne, the names are, they'll say, oh, well, you know, that's just what I do. And it's like, no, that's really interesting. So the ideal scenario is to, if you're watching or listening and you ever get the opportunity to kind of go somewhere and get with a journalist and chat to them, that's perfect because if you can talk to them, like the example with the dog trainer who used to be a lawyer. Like when I was chatting to her, she was just like, oh, you know, that's just what I used to do. And I was like, but that's the story. So when you actually talk to a journalist, they will generally get the story from you. But another thing that might be helpful is, so let's imagine you're the pet business owner and you're trying to work out what your story is. Think about when you talk to your friends and your family about what you do and what moment, or is there any particular little thing that you tell them and they go, wow, that's amazing. Or, you know, when people introduce you, what do they say about you? What's the thing that people kind of remember you for? And what's the most interesting story in your business? And that's generally what reporters are interested in. And the other key thing to think is, what are you giving to their reader? So what is the kind of average man or woman on the street going to think, wow, that's interesting, or wow, that's that makes me really happy, or oh, that's really sad, or, you know, that kind of emotional response that we want from people. That's the kind of sweet spot that journalists are looking for. I love your answers. They're so clear, so concise. And I know that people that are listening right now, Rachel, are probably starting to really get those creative juices flowing. So we've kind of got some ideas, but now how do we actually take that and figure out what publications I could approach that would be interested in featuring my business or my story more so? Okay. So again, bear in mind that I'm in England, but I no, think no. at least wherever your audience are listening in from. So in my town where I live, we have the Newcastle Chronicle, which is a newspaper that comes out every day. Then we've got some free magazines that we'll find, like if you go into bars and coffee shops, then we've got some websites that cover local stories. Then we have a beer magazine and dogs and beer go together like dogs and pubs over here people yeah for sure here too yeah yeah people who write pub publications love stories about dogs so you could pitch to them one thing I always suggest to people is to go into like their local doctor surgery or cafe and pick up the free magazines that people leave in there and then have a look through them and find out if they so say for example you pick up a magazine like you know Newcastle Life or Northeast Life and they do a section every week and it's a day in the life of and they feature a different business you could think okay that looks like the kind you know my dog grooming business or dog training business that could be a really good a day in the life feature so you can think okay and then you look at the end of the article or at the beginning of the article and it will say the journalist's name so with me it'd be Rachel Spencer and then you go okay go to Google put in Rachel Spencer journalist and then Google will take you to their Twitter or their LinkedIn or somewhere like that and that's how you can kind of start building that relationship up with them and make sure that you're actually contacting the person who's going to care about what you've got to say. 
That's fantastic. I love it so much. I have two more ideas. And these are ones that I used to do. When you do have those lifestyle magazines and it is good to get featured as the business, but if they don't already have a pet column, pitch them and say, Hey, would you like to add in like a pet column or a pet tip? And I can adjust, you know, a hundred words, 500 words, a thousand words, whatever it is that you need and produce them all up front for you so that you have them because they're always looking for content and cool things. And, and Rachel, I'm sure you've heard this too, is that the three things that journalists always love is health, kids, and pets. (laughs) And that will always get people to stop. And then the other one is a lot of our listeners are pet sitters and dog walkers too. So they literally are taking in the mail for all of our clients. So if you just kind of like, as you're sorting the mail, I found out about a lot of just community publications that I didn't even know about because I didn't live in the community. And you can kind of see and just flip through, you know, those magazines or whatnot, especially in the Ritzier areas. So we've got our story. We figured out who we can attract, you know, to this story. They call me, Rachel. They say they're interested and now I'm freaking out because I don't know what to say to them. So how do I prepare to talk to a journalist? Okay. Well, first of all, you don't need to freak out because this is a great thing. So when you're working with pet businesses, like I've worked with, you know, people who like I've worked with, you know, accountants and lawyers and engineers and you know, trying to make that sound interesting to journalists is nowhere near as easy as saying, I've got this really cute story about a chihuahua yeah. or this amazing story about a dog who has two legs and is running a marathon. And these are the kind of things that I write about, honestly. It's just amazing. <laughs> so first of all, the journalist is going to be thinking, oh my gosh, I'm interviewing someone really, really interesting and really lovely because they have, you know, a lovely story about being a dog groomer. So first of all, they're going to be really happy to be speaking to you. And then secondly, just think about, I think if you say, for example, you have got, um, you know, you're doing your story and you've got a really key message that you want to get across. So say if you're a dog trainer and you use a particular training method and you want to get that across and you want to speak about how important it is that you get that across. I would have a couple of sentences prepared for exactly explaining exactly why you want to say that. So if you, you know, if you force free, for example, and you decided to become force free after a particular client, then I'd have that example ready to ready to read out when you're on the phone to them. Um, But the key thing is, honestly, just relax and be interesting and talk like you would do to the average man on the street. So one thing I always say to the dog trainers who've obviously got a lot of knowledge and a lot of expertise is keep it really simple. So do that, keep it really simple. You know, don't talk about behavior matrices or anything techy like that. And another thing to do is just to have like five tips or five, you know, takeaways or maybe a little how-to guide if you're talking about, if you're a groomer, for example. Um, so, you know, you've got like something nice and snackable and easy for the journalists to take away and give to their readers. Um, and then the other thing to do is always have nice photos. So I've heard you talk about this on the new podcast as well. Have a professional photo shoot. That's really important. And there's loads of like brand photographers out there who can come out and that can be really reasonable as well. It just means you've got fantastic images to have on your social media. Um, and if sometimes these publications can be on quite a limited budget if they can't send a photographer out it means that you have you know that lovely imagery there and you've given them everything that they need so they will be my key things to do to prepare so if you're getting to the point where you think you're going to be pitching then make sure that you've got all those things kind of ready particularly the photos because what you'd really hate to do is have someone say yeah I really want to write about you and then say oh but you haven't got any photos I can't do it then you'd be devastated wouldn't you so 
Totally. Totally. No, there's so many good things to say. Like you are awesome. Like people can take copious notes right now. I love how direct and to the point and tactical you're being with us. So thank you. I have a side question here. Is all this advice applicable for visual too? So like if someone wants to have them on like the morning show and it's on TV, how does that work? Everything that you're saying, does that also apply? Yeah, I would say it applies on TV as well. So if let's say, for example, you're a groomer and you were talking about a particular technique that you use, or you might have some equipment that's really amazing and, and unusual, then you might want to think about maybe doing a demo, that kind of thing. But yes, or if you're a, say if you're an animal shelter and you're listening and you're thinking you, you have an example of a dog who you've really helped and you've really, you know, turned around and the dog's now going off to their forever home, then what you might want is the pictures of them before and then you might take them to the TV studio so people can see the transformation. Yeah. Um, so stories, examples, if you can ever give those, particularly with animals, it's really, really helpful. Um, so yeah, the same applies. Like I say, sometimes it can be more daunting. So, you know, talking on camera or talking on the radio. So the more prep you have, the better. And if you stalk, you know, there's loads of Facebook groups and like your clients obviously can speak to you about, you know, what's sometimes when you, if somebody emails you or rings you and says, I want to interview you, you might just kind of freeze and go, I'm really overwhelmed, I don't know what to do. Yeah. So that's where people like, you know, yourself come in and you can, yeah. you know, you can steer them and you can give them that confidence and reassurance that they need that everything's going to be okay. And journalists are, you know, then if they're coming to you with a pet for a pet story, they're not out to um, make you look bad or, or anything like that. What they want to do is give something, something really, you know, heartwarming and, and good content for the readers or listeners or viewers. That's a super point just to remember that they're not there to make you look bad. They're there to make you look good and their publication or station, you know? And I know that something that's always very attractive if you are trying to get on like a TV show or something is to include with that pitch the visuals that you'll be bringing. So like Rachel was saying, you know, if you have a new way of grooming dogs or if you're bringing before photos, but then an after of the dog or... One time I was on the news, I've been featured a lot, but one of the times was a a thunder jacket because we have monsoons in Arizona. And so I brought my dog with this like thunder vest on and it was hilarious. So as we kind of wrap this up, I could talk to you about this for like an hour. You are amazing. Um, But how do I make the most of the media coverage? So once I get it, how can I use it? And then I also want you to touch upon, because I think people are excited and they kind of like, present it the first time or tell their audience somehow. But then I think after like a month or so, they feel like they're unworthy and they don't need to keep talking about it or feature it or put it on their materials somehow. So can you talk Mm -hmm. to us a little bit about how we can leverage that media attention? Okay. So what I would say is like, you've talked about, you know, people can use it on the social media, they can send it out to their email list, they can put it on their website, they can repurpose it. And if you use, you know, a tool like Buffer or or, um, Hootsuite or whatever scheduler you use, I would put in it in there as well. And the main thing that I would say, and you probably, you will have done this because you've dealt with journalists, but something that people forget about and that will make a journalist remember you and love you is honestly, if you email them and say, thank you, they will be like, oh my God, seriously, this person is amazing. I love them forever. If you send them a card, they'll be like, even more away. <laughs> so 
totally blown away. They'll probably be in tears at the desk. And no, whenever I get a thank you, I'm just like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> if, you, um, if you've got a product, so let's say you make bandanas or you make collars and leads, if you send them one for their dog or even just say if there's anyone in your office who might like one, they'd love that. So that's a key. That's a really important thing. And then the other thing to do is just send an email just saying, thank you so much for featuring me. Um, if you're ever writing about dog walking, dog training, dog grooming or dog products, please always bear me in mind. Here's my number. Here's my social media and so on and then you want to be that really helpful person that they always come to so that's the key thing really but don't feel bad about you know kind of sharing it you know at a later date and keep you know just keep on sharing it it's an achievement you should be proud of it so it's absolutely fine to share it and also if you have um, a section on your website which you, um, like a news section then put it on there and then sometimes people have as seen in the New York Post or as seen in Forbes on their website as maybe like a little banner so you could maybe do that as well or I've I've seen on ABC News or your local radio station so yeah just you know just keep it's okay you can put it in your Twitter handle if you want to wherever you want to put it you know it's okay to shout about it but honestly the main thing to do is just to say thank you to the journalist and that you're always there if they ever need anything in the pets area in future that's what I would say. How great would it be you guys if your local publication anytime they had a pet story maybe it wasn't about you but they knew you because they interviewed you before. You left a great impression of them. You were top of the mind. And they just always kind of reached out to you to add an extra bit of depth to their writings or their publication or whatever it is that they're doing. And all of a sudden, you're getting you know featured as this expert in all these different what would that mean to your business? What would that mean to your ability to really stand out from the competition? It doesn't always have to be scary. And I think Rachel really broke it down to the nitty gritty today to show you that it's not always a scary process. It's, um, I think fear comes from not knowing. So hopefully our listeners feel more empowered now that they know because of your awesome tips today, Rachel. I also know that you have a free press release template that Our listeners can download and it comes with a series of emails. Can you tell us more about that? Okay. So yeah, that's great. And thanks for your lovely words as well. I really appreciate it. And I'm glad that you you found it helpful. I broke it down. And yes, the main thing is don't be scared and be brave. So what happens is quite often, if you contact a journalist, they might say to you, do you have a press release? Sometimes that can make people freeze and think, oh gosh, I need to go and hire a PR company or I need to pay loads of money. And you don't need to do that. So I've created a template, which will kind of talk you through the essentials you need to put into a press release. You know, follow the template. It will tell you exactly what you need to do, how to head it, what to put in your introduction, where to put your quotes. And then you have like a little section at the end with editor's notes. And then you get a few more emails just kind of explaining a little bit more about how to use it and how to make the most of it really. So it's a helpful resource for your listeners. That's Um, fantastic. Thank you for doing that. I'm sure a lot of them will love that. You guys, the link is going to be in the show notes. So be sure to go to the website, click on podcast and find this episode and you can find it in the show notes. Rachel, any final words of wisdom? Okay. So what I think is a great thing to do is just kind of have your headline about your business kind of in your mind all the time so if you meet a journalist you've kind of got that elevator pitch and you can explain clearly and quickly and succinctly what it is that you do and yeah and just be brave and then one final tip is to follow either help a reporter out which is h-a-r-o or journal request on Twitter, because that's where journalists are looking for people like you. And it can be such a great way to connect with people and get those really, really easy hits that can sometimes go into really big publications and be 
real game changer for you. So that would be my final tip. That's amazing. You guys, as you're listening to this, I would love to know if any of you actually are going to take some action. So go ahead and hold yourself accountable and find out where you actually saw this. Post it, tag me, tag Rachel and say, I loved this podcast and I'm going to do X, Y, Z. If you actually get featured, be sure to tell us because we love to know that the time we just spent together actually is helping people. And it does work, y'all. So be brave, like Rachel's saying. And last, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast, you guys. Just go to iTunes, Spotter, Stitcher, Google Play, and type in Bella in your business and hit subscribe. And if you really love it, I would love your review. Rachel, thank you so much for your time today. It's been very fruitful and you're an incredible guest. Thanks so much. Thank you, Bella. It's been great talking to you. So what did you think? Did you love this episode? I sure hope you did because I put a lot of love into this for you. Uh, The best way you can show me that is by going to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcast and go ahead and leave a review. I just might read it on the next episode. I also want to remind you that when life gets you down, remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for listening.